Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this great opportunity. What a blessing we have to be in your house today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be in a church of stars? It's wonderful. Everybody here is a star. Turn to Matthew 20. And notice something right there. It is not the message, but you must take note of it. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle. Everybody say, others standing idle. Others standing idle. Idle. That is what we must not have others standing idle. This is what God doesn't want. Others who are standing idle. So as you are part of the church, make sure that you are not one of the others who is standing idle. Doing nothing. The God is, oh, and then he sent his he sent his messengers out again to those who are standing idle to tell them, look, come and uh, do something. You see, when you are young, the younger you are, the more energy you have. The older you grow, the less energy you have. This is the sign. One of the signs of getting old is the energy. The people just get tired. So they're just exhausted all the time. They want to sleep and they sleep more. They sleep even in church. You get it? Are you, are you okay with my volume there? I'm not okay. So, when you are young, you don't give yourself to, well, when you are young, all the time. If you, are, if you don't have something good to do, you will do other things. You see, you have so much energy that you can do so many bad things. Yeah, with your time, with your life. Do you get it? Yeah. So many bad things. So, it's very important, not not just to hear the word, but to be one of the people who is working. Because as soon as you become idle, the devil finds something. 
So it's not just good enough to cut off a tree. But you have to plant another tree in place of the tree that you have uprooted. So we have uprooted the devil from our lives. Do you get it? And the works of the devil. But now we have to plant a new tree. Okay? When I was in school, the Lord told me to enter a relationship with my beloved. And one of the main reasons for that was for my protection. Because if I didn't have my beloved, I would have other girls in my life. It's true. Because if you don't plant grass, you have weeds. So you have to intentionally plant grass to prevent the weeds from coming. That's what happens. Once the person is absent, others come to fail. So it's better to fill it intentionally. Fill the space intentionally with a good thing like grass. Otherwise, before you can say Jack Robinson, another terrible weed that you have not intended will replace it. So I entered a relationship when I was here. Because I saw that a lot of sisters liked me, but I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't even aware. It is now that I know that girls like boys more than boys like girls. At that time, I didn't know it. Because you see, the girls have been hiding the way they like us, boys, for a long time. We don't even know that they like us. You want, oh no, I'm okay. And are you there? So, all right, are you happy? They don't look happy at me as if there's something wrong. But meanwhile, they really like us. Brothers, I'm telling you, this is the reality. Do you get it? So at that time, the Holy Spirit was leading me. I didn't even know why he was leading me. That I should enter a relationship at that time. But it kept away all other sisters. And then I was able to. So what I'm saying is that if you don't fill your, your, your time with church activities, you either become nooks or SRC or uh, Students Association Tennis Association Tescon is what? M what? NPP NPP students NDC students and all these type of things and if you don't have friends in the church you get another person bad boy who wants to sleep with you and he'll sleep with you uh, and then he'll not marry you too. Do you see? And you'll be like an apple which has been bitten in many places. So when you are getting married on your marriage day, you are presenting to your a brown bitten apple. And that's not a good idea. So sisters, I'm going to, I'm starting a new series today, How to Possess the Land. And 
how to possess your promised land, how to possess the land that God has for you and me. You know, and I'm going to give you seven steps to the promised land to possess your land, how to possess the land that God has for you in this life, practically. Amen. Amen. So, please listen, because if you listen very carefully and you receive it, you will possess what many people have not possessed. Amen. So, how to possess the land. Amen. Amen. If you turn with me first quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Are you enjoying First Love Church? It says... Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things like they did. Amen. Amen. Now, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse number we're going to start from a certain verse. I will tell you that verse at a point. Amen. Now, how to possess the land. Now, listen. When God speaks to you, alright? Alright? When God speaks to you, sometimes he uses parables, similes, types, and shadows. Okay? Because God is mysterious. As God is mystical. He can't know everything so clearly. Okay? That's why we can't see him. So there are times God shows you something for you to see a picture. Okay? Of what it's supposed to be like. So that's why Paul said that we should not be ignorant of how the Israelites came out of the promised land of Egypt and crossed the Red Sea, and entered into the promised land. And then all that happened till they they possessed the land. So, Egypt is a type, or a shadow, or a picture. I don't know which word you like. Which, Which word do you like? Type, shadow, picture, film, image. Which one do you like? Type. It's a type, or shadow, picture. So Egypt is a type of the world. You've come out of the world. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. He, who doesn't want you to go out of the world. So he will do everything to keep you from ever going out of the world. The taskmasters who were beating the children of Israel are a type of your unbeliever boyfriends. Yeah. 
and a type or shadow of your unbeliever girlfriend who are giving you strokes and you are also receiving it gladly. It's true. They are, they are spoiling your life. They are beating you but you are saying this is what we want. We want it every day and you are going for it. You don't know that it's destroying you. Huh? Okay. Then the Moses was a type of Christ. It's a shadow of how Christ is. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. Isn't it? And then even when he tried to save them, they did not receive them. He went away for a long time and he came back and actually saved them. That's how Christ came. He came first. He didn't receive him. And then in his second coming, he will actually take us out of this world. Yeah. So that is how it's going to be. But the first time Moses came and tried to uh, save his brethren, they said, who are you? Who do you think you are? Are you better than us? And, and they killed they, they, And he had to run out away into the wilderness. And that's how Christ came. They didn't receive him. And he will come again. You know. So Moses is a type of whatever. And then, you know, Moses is a type of uh, a Jesus who, who taught a lot of things, laid the foundation, did a lot of miracles. You see, signs and wonders for people to believe. Really supernatural and fantastic signs. Okay, so Moses is a type of Christ saving us from Egypt and from Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan. Egypt is a type of the world. Okay, then the Red Sea that we went through is like a type of baptism where we are baptized, we go through the water. Do you get it? When we come through, we are new. Do you get it? We are free. Because after going through the Red Sea, they were really free. Because the Red Sea is the border. Most rivers, rivers are used as borders. Most people don't know that many boundaries and borders are usually rivers or the sea. Okay, so for instance, between Israel and Jordan, the boundary is the Jordan River. When you cross, when you're on this side of the Jordan River, you are in Jordan. When you're on this side, you are in Israel. Uh-huh. You see, and then the Palestinians are trying to take some part of the western bank, the bank of the river, the west bank. That's why you hear that means west bank. Uh-huh. It's the Jordan River, the west of that, which is Israel. They want a piece of that, the inside of this side too. Do you understand? So that's a west bank. Every day you hear west bank. West bank is that bank of the river. Are you with me? So the, 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 as soon as they crossed through the Red Sea, they were through. They were on the other side. Then the promised land, do you see? Okay, is the thing that God has promised you for your life. That's your life. That's your new life. Okay? And it's, it's, it has particular characteristics. Do you see? And then there are also giants there that you have to overcome. Now, now this, this promised land is not heaven. The promised land is not heaven. Because there are no giants in heaven. There, there, are no, there are no beasts in heaven. There's no problem in heaven. It is here that we are going to have to fight to possess the land. Do you understand? Yeah, so it's the, the promised land is the type of your new life in Christ. Your old life was in Egypt. Your new life is in this place. So, so Egypt is like the world. The world, how you were in the world. And then this other side is like in Christ, which is the promised land. And what are you going to see there? What is there for you? Okay? So today, I'm, I'm going to speak 
I'm going to, I'm, what I'm actually going to say is a kind of prediction and prophecy of your future. Hallelujah. And I want you to expect it. You see, especially when you start serving God young. You get it. Most of the scriptures can be fulfilled. And when they are not fulfilled, usually there is a, a, there is a kind of reason, very high spiritual reason, why God allows that. But if that is if it is not fulfilled, especially when you start serving God early. There is a difference between those who start serving God early and those who start later. For instance, if you play the fool now, go and give birth with this minister of uh, trees and rivers somewhere, and then you go and have another child with another deputy minister of uh, um, waterfalls, okay, or traffic jams. <laughs> Then after that, now you come to Christ and you are trying to apply all the scripture. Then your new husband comes who, has also, who is also you who have also gone to give birth with some other strange girl somewhere and you come. Then you, are, you marry. Now you are trying to obey all the scriptures. Do you see? Husband, love your wife or care for your children and then you will come and say, my children and your children are fighting with our children. Do you understand? The, the children you had my children and your children are fighting with our children. Hey! And you see that a very complex problem, do you see, which will never occur if you are started early, is now there. So it's now fighting all sorts of scriptures. My children and your children are fighting with our children. That the children that we have together are here. The children that you had, the children that I had, and they are fighting together. What a shock. My child and your child is fighting with our child. And they are beating our child. (laughs) How many want to start early? And, and if you if you start early, you will you will possess the land. All the all the scriptures are true, and they all happen. When it doesn't happen, there is a divine reason. Let's say Paul. Paul prayed for certain things. At the point, God told him, "Listen, it is because of the abundance of revelations that is why I'm allowing this to be. So stop praying about it. You've prayed three times. It's okay. I want it to be there. So." There are Christians who have that kind of experience. But if it is not for any kind of reason that all the things in the Bible will happen, you will have all that I'm going to say. Yeah. The promised land. Yeah. So now let's go to the characteristic of the promised land and then from next week or whichever week it is, I believe we are going to commence it next week. But if not, then from next week, we are going to how to possess the land. Number one, seven mighty, you see, like this. And I know, I know that most, it's a message that most of you will be able to believe. And most of you will be able to have it. And most of you will possess the land practically in your life. Yeah. It is a message you will remember all through your life. And each step of the way, you see that. God is happy, has helped me to possess that one by one it is happening practically in my life. Hallelujah. 
So Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 8. Characteristic of the land that God is giving to you to possess. How to possess the land. Amen. Therefore, shall ye keep all the commandments. Are you there? Which I command you this day, that you may be strong. And go in and possess the land. Wherein ye go to possess it. This is, this is you. Amen. That you may prolong your days in the land. Which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give unto them. Amen. Amen. And to their seed. A land that floweth with milk and honey. Amen. Amen. So the first characteristic is that it is a land that flows with milk and honey. Prosperity. Yeah. Prosperity and riches. Milk and honey. I prophesy your future abundance and overflowing of, with milk and honey. Amen. Milk and honey, it's not, it's not that the rivers were milk. There was no milk river. I'm telling you, it was, it was a picture of, I mean, abundance and unimaginable pleasantness. Unimaginable uh, 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 glory and, and riches. It was a picture of that. A river that flows with milk and honey. The river is, is flowing with milk and honey. This is what God was trying to give them a picture couldn't really describe how much he was going to give to them. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And, and you, you, you can keep it. I don't know if you want to keep it as a secret or but you can put it in your heart. Okay? Keep it in your heart. God is not against you prospering. In fact, nobody has really served God properly and been poor. You see, when you read um, about the Jews, when you meet a Jew, they don't have any second thinking about prosperity. For them, it's clear. If you serve God and you follow God, he will bless you and he will prosper you. There's no question. Why? Their fathers were rich. Abraham followed God. Abraham followed God. He became fantastically rich. Isaac followed him. He became rich. Jacob followed him. He became rich. Anybody who has, even when David was dying, they described him. He said, full of age, full of honor, and full of riches. Anybody who serves God, there's a certain abundance that comes to him. And this is your future. Oh yeah. You must never expect to be poor in this way. God is not going to happen to you. Amen. If you have the step to possess the land, the land where God is taking you, it is, it is, it is loaded with anything that you can ever need or want. 
when Jesus came, he came and taught us another truth about money, which has brought on Christianity a great sense, and which should, rightly so, bring a great sense of caution when it comes to riches and money. That you cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve it. Number two, it is very difficult for rich people to enter heaven. You see, all those things make Christians not sure whether you are allowed to prosper or not. You see, oh, but you see before Jesus came, it was just the Jews, Abraham, Isaac, they had no questions about prosperity. It's Jesus who brought questions onto prosperity. He said you cannot serve God or mammon. He put mammon as the enemy of God. He said it is very hard for somebody who has a lot of money to go to heaven. I once told a millionaire, I was sitting with him in his house, and I told him, I told him, I said, hey, you have fulfilled the Bible so exactly. But he was arguing that there, there's no God, why? Then I said, you have fulfilled this. And I quoted it that it is very hard for a rich man to enter. I was sitting in his house, a multi-millionaire. And he said, I'm not fulfilling But you are fulfilling it exactly. You are speaking against the existence of even the existence of God. And you are fulfilling the Bible 100%. Amazing. I said it's too amazing. I mean, I can't, the Bible is so true. Money has this. Somebody who used to work in the church as a young man. So Jesus said also another thing. He said, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Paul also came and taught us the root of all evil is money. The love of money. So he brought and said, hey, maybe it's a bad thing. Do you see? Now, what I'm saying, what, what it's supposed to teach us is to teach us the right mind we need to have. Mama. But I can tell you for sure, look, anybody who serves God, eh, expect, if you are really following to the land, the land that he's leading you, it's not the land that is flowing with stones and gravel. It's the land that is flowing with milk and honey. All the servants of the Lord, eh, they have, they have become fantastically blessed. And, and you will not even know what to do with it. Yes. Many years ago, I had a vision. In that vision, I was walking on a lonely path. As I was walking on that lonely path, all right, I saw heaps of sand. I thought it was sand. When I got to the heap, I realized, you know how when a tipper track uploads the sun, it forms a heap. I got there, and to my surprise, it was gold, gold coins. And when I saw it, I said, wow! My whole life, I, I mean, look at gold like this. So I put them, I put them to see if I had to call or contact, how to come and get this. This is, I mean, I, I don't need, I mean, this is it. I've reached what I need. Then the Lord said to me, no, just take a few. Put in your pocket. Keep moving. Because what you will need in this life, if you keep following me, the road that, I am, that I'm leading you on, there are many of these heaps. The same heap. And truly, when I looked further, I could see winding down the road, there were distant heaps, but you will not know that it's gold. So the road God was leading me on to serving was actually a road with milk and honey on it. Oh yeah, today, by the grace of God, I don't need anything. 
as I, am, as I stand today. Even the shirt that I'm wearing, they brought it for me. I don't know how they made it or where they got it from. Think about it. Most of you have to buy your shirt. And some of you have only one. You made your own. And some of you are paying in installments. For a simple t-shirt. So you see, God has taken me. And you see, when I was in, when I was in this school, I had one t-shirt, blue, and it had a red and white band at the top. I was like, a, at that time I didn't know, I was like a moving flag. Anytime you see that, you know that that is me. That is how my beloved Evie used to see me. And she is the one who started to, to laugh at me and tell me that this shirt, I'm always wearing this t-shirt on this school. Because it was the only, uh, one of the only t-shirts that I had. But today I have many t-shirts as I've entered the promised land. It's flowing with t-shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a blessing. God has blessed me. I don't even know how much petrol costs. It's true. I don't know the price. But I used to know the price so much that I converted my car from a petrol car to gas. Do you see the cooking gas? The cooking gas cylinders? Yes. I, I used to buy cooking gas. Before even gas was, it was known very much how to use it in the car. I used to buy cooking and I had a, a certain connection called a bimbola. And I used to connect from the cooking gas to my car and fill my my car. Because the difference in price was very important to my life. To be able to continue to the end of the month. Yes. But as I continued to enter the promised land, I saw there was more milk and there was more honey deeper as I was following the Lord. So, I want you to, I want you to really uh, believe, believe in God for anything and everything, even as you serve him. You know, it has already happened right here in the First Love Church. You see Mr. Iceberg, one of our MCs. Yesterday we missed him. You know, when he finished, when he, when he, he qualified, and amongst others, they came, many of them said, look, we, okay, we want to give ourselves to work for the Lord. So they are leaving everything. They came to the Bible school. So then the Lord spoke to us, sent them to India. So I said, okay, go to India. And to go to India, they had to go to school. So all of them who were, they said they are giving them, they are now in India doing law. Some of them are doing law, MBA. Some are doing PhD. Different, different courses. Yeah. So they, they thought that they were forsaking, uh, what do you call, in an instant, some they are becoming lawyers this, this, that, in the secular. Meanwhile, their aim is ministry. So that, that is, 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 is mystical. It's that many people rather, when you rather follow God, it's like things that you even have not calculated for or wanted or desired. You see that it's rather, that is rather what is being given to you. You see, so I beg you to start early. Because when you start early, all the scriptures can be fulfilled. When you don't start early, it always looks as if the pastor is lying. He's saying, God will bless you. God is there, but it's as if it's not true. Because you are struggling with my children, your children, and our children. 
And sometimes it's not even biological children, but financial children we have given birth to. I mean, uh, death children, all kinds of children. Types of complex issues that we have brought into our life that are now following us. Yeah. So if you are coming, come early. Don't stand idle. The second characteristic, I'm giving you the characteristic, is in verse 10. Number second characteristic is that the land is not like the world. It's not like the world. It's not like Egypt. It says, for the land which thou goest into possess is not as the land of Egypt. It's not as the land of Egypt from whence he came out. Where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. Are you there? It's pointing out something that Take note that it is not like Egypt. It is not like Egypt. It is not like Egypt. When you are in Christ, the second characteristic of this land, I'm I'm giving you the characteristic that it's a place which is not like the world. When you are in Christ, it's not like the world. Don't, Don't bring worldly things to the church, to your life. It is not, it's very different. Our world is very different from the world. You, you don't know whether a girl is good by sleeping with her. That's not how you know that she's a good girl. That's not how to test. We test by seeing whether her character in church, when you put her at culinary department, she can make the kebab. We are testing the person. That's how we test. If you want to test a girl, you can test by seeing if she can cook her attitude Correction when her mother corrects, we test, we also test the people we are marrying, but we don't test them by sleeping with you. Charlie, come, let me sleep. I want to test and test you and see whether you are a good. No, no, it's not like Egypt. It's not like Egypt. Yeah, it's not like Egypt. I say it's not like Egypt. It's not like Egypt. In the world, the way up is to go up, is to attack. And to keep climbing higher. NPP are trying to come up. So they are attacking NDC. Isn't it? And they are trying to say bad things about them. As many bad things as possible. All these Woyome scandals and all. It's not because they love Ghana so much. That they really wish the money would have been available or whatever. But they want to blacken the image of NDC. So that they can come and take place. All these things are. All they are the same. It's it's not out of love for Ghana. That's the way the world works. Do you understand? If you want to go up, you fight. If if you are a girl and you want to be the husband of this guy, you make yourself this face in a way. You show show some parts of your breast. You come in a way and then try to be nicer than the wife and try to be more pleasant than the wife and smooch your way into power. What a shock. But when you are in the church, I say it's not like Egypt. What's happening to my sound? I don't like it. Yeah. Smooching your way into power. No, we don't smooch our way into power in the church. When you are in the world, you have to paint your lips. I mean, have as tight bottoms as possible. 
show as much of your ties as possible. Always doing your hair with the most fantastic, expensive hairstyle as possible. Do you get it? In order to attract somebody, a man or something to come your way. But here it's not like Egypt. Here if you want to attract holiness, simplicity, absence of strangeness. Did you hear me? I say absence of strangeness. Any brother who is attracted by lipstick, you are misled by false pretenses. You are being misled by false pretenses. All these are pretense, not a real thing. See them in the house when they've removed all those things and have tied their hair. Then you know that this is the reality. Yes. Here, if you want to attract holiness, virginity. Virginity. Yes. Simplicity. Bible knowledge. When you know the Bible, then you are attractive. Somebody who is serving God before he saw you in the church. Before she saw you in the church, she was there. When you see genuinely that the person wants God, likes God, not because of you that is now behaving well. Our world is different. The way up is the way down. If you want to be up in the church, it's not like it. You go down. You go down, you humble yourself. You go down, you humble yourself. As you go down, God lifts you up. But in the world, you have to attack. You have to attack. You have to malign. You have to cancel. You have to attack and scratch the thing that you want so that you can go and replace it. Yes, this is what the politicians are doing. This is what girls do when they want to go and take somebody's beloved, somebody's husband, somebody's wife. It's like you are better. But if you want... To go in this world. It's not like Egypt. In this world. In the world you need money to have relationships. But in the Christian world. We don't use money for relationships. We don't use. We don't buy shoes. We are buying shoes for somebody. Why, why do you know how to buy shoes? A, a, boy, a boy has to buy shoes. has to buy dress for him. Before you will, you will like him. You are a bad girl. You are a bad girl, I tell you. You have not been well trained. Nobody should buy things for you. Except your parents. Oh, you say, oh, this boy is now buying things for you. Somebody is buying, he has gone to London and come, present he has bought his panties. It's not like Egypt. I said, it's not like Egypt. It's not like Egypt. You don't need a car to be in a good relationship with a good person. Don't need a car. No. No. Don't need a car to wrap somebody, take somebody for drives. No. It's not like the world. Over here, we, we, are, we are totally, this land, this is the characteristic of the land. So this is the second very important characteristic of the land. Number three. It is a land of hills and valleys. 
Deuteronomy 11 verse 11. The land whither you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys. Hmm. That means that there are ups and downs in the Christian life. Just as there are up and down at other places. It's not only up. Yeah, there's down also. There is down in Christ. Sometimes, when since I came to the Lord, I mean, I'm having so many problems. I don't think that I don't think it must be the right thing. No, it's a land of hills and valleys. As you are possessing the land, you will see that not only flat. It's not only flat. There's up. There is down. Did you hear me? I said there is up. There is down. Because there are people who want only up. They want only good. But there is up. Since you came to Christ, have you not seen some down? How many have seen some downs? And have seen some up? Because it's a land of it. So some of you may be wondering, am I really a Christian? Have I really entered the promised land? Because I've seen down and I've also seen up. No, there's down, there's up. So there are many normal things. You see, it's normal and normal exists. That's why you still have to go to school even though you are a Christian. You can't say that now that I'm a believer, I don't need education. You need it. You need to pass. Don't be a fool, eh? You better pass your exams. Learn how to learn how to learn how to study. Learn how to learn. Because many reasons why we don't do well, well, we don't know how to study, we don't know how to learn. That's why you fail. Even the courses you are doing is because you are not you didn't know how to learn doing SS. That's why you are doing the course you are doing. Because most of you didn't get the original course that you wanted to do. Raise your hand if you didn't get the original, original course that you wanted to do. <laughs> or the original school. <laughs> Amen. Number four. That ten characteristics. Number four. It is a land which drinks, by verse 11, which depends and drinks on the principles of heaven. He says, But the land with wherein thou goest to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and it drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Amen. It drinks water, it survives from something that comes from heaven. Amen. It survives of whatever comes from heaven heaven. It lives, you see, the survival of that land is from something that comes from heaven. God's supply, God's word, God's spirit, God's power is what keeps you alive in the promised land. So in this new land, as you are entering, you are going to need to depend on God. Yes, you're going to need to depend on the principles of heaven. The Holy Spirit. Water that comes from heaven. That is how this new land is. It's unlike the other one. Where you water with your foot. This one you will be looking up. So if you are going to possess the land. You need to follow the spirit. And look above always. Listen from above. That's where the life comes from. Most of the things that I experience. Look I, I always believe I will, I will never even have a house. In my life, when I decided to follow Christ. But I didn't know, I said, whatever I'm losing, I don't care. Never, never. Even my children that will be educated, I, I, I said, well, I, don't, I hope they can go to school. Yeah, I pray they will go to school. Everything I have is, to, God has already something from heaven. 
So the principles of heaven are different from the principles of earth. That is why the Bible is important when you are saved. You must read your Bible every day. I've read my Bible today before I came. I've had my quieter, which is different from what I'm preaching. I need heaven's waters in this land. I need heaven's waters. I can't just live raps and friendship and talking and radio, listening to the radio, singing songs and so on. It's different from having the waters that come from heaven. Jesus said you are clean to the words that I've spoken to you. So some of you are bathed with legal waters and other waters, but you have not bathed with the heavenly waters. Amen. Number five. It's a land which God cares for. God will take care of you. Amen. Who knows how to sing that song? God will take care of you. A land, notice verse 12. It says, it's a land God will take care of you. Amen. A land which the Lord God careth for. Verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 12. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year unto the end of the year. Wow! God is going to care for you seriously. From the beginning of the year up until the end of the year. God cares for that land. (laughs) It's not like Egypt. No, 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 no. Will care for you. God will provide for you. God will send provisions. God will take care of everything that you need. In, as you follow him. So, don't follow money. Don't follow bad ideas. Follow God. Into the promised land. And you will possess the land. And in that land, you will find that God has provided along the way. Everything. God will take care of you. When I read this scripture, I remember Yongicho when he came to dedicate our church. As he sat there, Pastor Oku Botaidoku sang the song, God will take care of you. And he, he was crying because he was in the middle of crisis. And as he, the song was sung, he, it was ministered to him that God will take care of you. Many hills and valleys, but through the valleys, through the hills, through the up and through the down, God will take care of you. He'll take care of you. He will provide for you. Don't think of taking care of yourself. God can take care of you better than you can take care of yourself. God can look after you better than you can look after yourself. I want to lift you up from being like an Egyptian who always has to scratch the ground and struggle with the ground for some small water. God will take care of you from above. He will bless you and help you. Amen. Number six. It's a land with the blessings of the season. You are going to have the blessings of the season of your life. Amen. That I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. Wow. That land the rain of it, you will experience it in due season. Amen? Amen. That means the first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. Amen. 
What do you need in every season of your life? What do you need? Do you know that you need different things in every season of your life? Yes. And at every season, God will give you what you need. Now, when you are in school, what do you need? You need to pass your exams, isn't it? And you need some money, isn't it? How many need money in school? You need money to do what? To do your hair, to buy clothes, and to do what? What? Lecture notes, textbooks, handouts, to cook, photocopy, and what else? Provisions, credits on your phone. You see, at this season, these are what you need. Some of these older ones, they need school fees. <laughs> money for school fees. Money for cars. Money for houses. Money to pay debts. So each season brings what it needs. Billy Graham, he's now 90 something years old. He's being looked after by a nurse. You see. At a state, and he wrote a book, Nearing Home. Nearing Home. What it is like to be an old man. Yes. When you read, you will be amazed. <laughs> what it is like. You see that an old man also is different. Yeah. An old man has nobody to talk to. Even look at your mother and your father. You don't have time for them. Is it not true? They are not very old, but you don't have much time for them. It's like they should find something to do. Because you are busy. Is it not true? Can you imagine as they get older and you also get older? How you don't have time for them. It's not a small thing to be an old man. My father-in-law told me it's not a small thing to be an old man. He said, even the children are afraid of you. When they see your face, they are afraid of you. And he said, he used to be very handsome. Oh. Because you see grandchildren say, Atoo! and then they'll be holding back. It's not a small thing. So at every season, one day, there was a certain lady and um, she was not married. I think either her husband had died or something. And then an, an elderly man, she was around, I'm think, I don't know how old she was, but an older man came and then wanted to marry her. And the man I mean, yeah, wanted to marry her. So, the guy proposed and everything. She said, no. No, 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 no. So later I was asking, Chale, why? You are, I mean, 50-something. The man is 60-something. 70, I mean, 60-something to get, get into it. Why don't you want to marry? I said, no, 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 no. When I marry this man now, I'm just going to be a nurse. Because what he really needs now is what? A nurse. <laughs> because a lot of men who have sacked their wives, whom they have been with, they, they are lonely and they need somebody to look after them, to feed them, to care for them. One day I went to the house of an old man and the old man was with his old wife. And then the old wife went out. And the old man wasn't so well. So the wife was looking after him. She has to bath him, poo-poo, everything. Feed, this, this, that. I mean, 
he was able to move around. But so one day he went, she, when she went out, he pointed and said, Look at she's always angry. When she went out, and he told me, She's always angry. Always, always angry, always angry. And I realized that it's that like you need a nurse who is not angry. Uh-huh. So at every season, you need something. So you ladies, a season is coming where you need a beloved. You need somebody to like you. How you are. <laughs> hey. And somebody to like you so much. So much. It's not a small thing. No? I mean, knowing how you are. Do you get it? For somebody to like you so much that he wants to be with you, I mean, and do so many fantastic things with you. Jeez, what a shock, what a shock, what a shock. What a shock. Huh. You cry, you cannot even imagine it. Jeez. The person has to really like you. So it's a need for this season. Mm, then you will need a child. At another season. Then you will need school fees. Then you will need a house. So he says, he will give you the blessing. The latter rain at the time of the latter rain. And then early rain at the time of... And so when you are in the land, this land, it said that at each season, eh, God sends what you need for that season. But if you don't follow him, you will not have what you need that's it. That land is a land which has blessings for each season of your life. Yeah. So you, you watch and see as you stay in the Lord. When you are going to get married, you will be counseled for six months. You'll be amazed. The things that you will hear. Duties of a husband. Duties of a wife. Hey, this and that. So many issues. What to do? How to steps steps for this? Principles of that. Hey, what a shock, what a shock, what a shock, what a shock. So each season, a pastor to intervene, this beloved that you are so happy with, the day will come when there is no referee to blow. Stop! Cease fire. You will be surprised. Many people have broken up their marriages because there is nobody to say, stop it now. You are wrong. Stand up, the two of you. Two of you. Let's say you are married. Come, stand. Come this way. Come this way. Come this way. Should in case it's a prophecy, come this way. Huh? And I come to you and I say, stop it. You are wrong. You are wrong. Stop. And you to stop it. Nonsense. Don't tell me that I'm always favoring the brothers. You to stop it. Don't say that I'm always favoring the sisters. You, if you don't have it, You'll be surprised. Because marriage is the only soccer match without a referee. Can you imagine if there was no referee? Can you imagine the chaos and the blows? (laughs) Everything is a foul. No, it's not a penalty. What do you mean? I mean, and that's marriage. Marriage is two players, no referee. Yeah, and often your only referee will be the church and the pastor. Yeah, in the season. 
So in that season too, there will be a rain. In the latter season, there will be rain. There will be rain every season. Every season, there will be something that you need. So people who think you need God at this time, I don't need God at this time. You need God at this time, I don't need him late. You need him at every stage of your life. Yeah. Amen? Amen. What a blessing. So stop it. And you to what? Stop it. One day you may, you may, you may remember today. And say, hey. Bishop was preaching. Bishop said, hey, stop it. I didn't understand that word, stop it. But as a pastor, I've said stop it to many couples. Stop it. Stop it. Nonsense. You are wrong. We need people who can, I mean, almost insult. Yeah, not insult, but almost. Just before insult. The strongest words you can use before insult, insult come. <laughs> Nonsense, blasting. Hey, one day I told a certain wife, I said, hey, if you make a move, I told her, I said, I, I told her you are wrong. If you make a move, you see, she was threatening, she was going to, I said, I will take a step. Eh? I told her, it's not your husband you will not like, it is me. I will replace him. You will see fire. You will never forget me in this world. Just your husband, you will forget about it. It's me you will not like in the world. You say you are angry with your husband. It is me you will not like. She was looking at my face. I said, watch me. I said, me? I'm a shepherd, everything. But when I change, I can eat, beat a lion. I can kill a bear. If you like, wait and try. Try me. I, 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 I put my hand on it. I started banging the table. I said, you will see something. You will see something. You will see something. And I stood up. Hey. hey. And then she, she became quiet. And I, I left them. Yeah. And then the evil spirit left her. <laughs> may you have a rain for every season of your life that is all that you, ne- you may have needed yes all that you may have needed at that season was some small rain but because you were not in the promised land there was, you were still in Egypt doing Egyptian things in an Egyptian way there was no pastor in your life there was no long standing church that has been there all along that knows you see when you become rebellious you go to another church where they, nobody knows you and you come with your smiling face <laughs> like an angel. Where they know you to be a devil, you have left there. You have come to start your new career here till they discover that you are a devil. Then you move to the next place. Stop it. Stop it. Sit down. Amen. Is it fantastic? The blessings of the season. What is number one? What is number one? What type of land are we going into? Are you expecting some Milky Ways? Yes. Your favorite chocolate in this world should be Milky Way. When you look at it, I said that this is the prediction of my future. A Milky Way and then another chocolate, Honey Way. Number two. A land that is what? Not like, it is not like the world. We don't need makeup here to be, to attract a good, a good person will be afraid when he sees the makeup. Say, hmm, a strange woman is somewhere nearby. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the in, in when you are in Egypt, you need to show your breast. When you are in the church, the more you cover yourself and the more holy you are, and the more uh, prayerful you are, the more attractive you are. More of what we call God's girlfriends. He says, as a, a woman precious in the sight of the Lord. Yeah. Number three, a land of what? Hill. How many are going from hills and zambales? Wow. Number four, a land which drinks from heaven. Amen. Number five, a land which God cares for. Number six, a land with the blessings of the season. Number seven, a land where enemies are defeated. Wow. He says, there in verse 25, and there shall no man be able to stand before thee, for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that you shall tread upon. As he has said unto you. God promises, listen. When you are following him to the promised land. To possess the land. It will be a land where enemies are defeated. Remember, it's not everywhere you can defeat enemies. Some enemies look like soccer. You can play away. And you, 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 you will lose. But you cannot play in their home. And win. Uh-huh. And that's how wars are and some battles are. You can fight well where you are. But to go somewhere to fight. It's like the crusades. We have a crusade in Ghana. But to go to another country and do those things there. That is another level. Uh-huh. So fighting in a, in a wrong land, you can easily lose. Yeah. The first time we tried an international crusade, we ran away with our, uh, our, our, our tail between our legs. Yeah, because we went to fight in a land where had not yet been given us for our enemies to bow down. If you, if you follow the Lord to the promised land, you will, you will see that of course there will be problems. There will be issues. But God will give you the upper hand in every situation. Life, finances, marriage, relationships, family, what have you. God will give you. There will be enemies, but God will give you the upper hand. So it's, it's a land where you win. It's a land where you win. Receive a winning spirit. That's why some churches are called Winner's Chapel. Because it's a promised land church. It's a church that the people are experiencing the blessings of the promised land. They're possessing the land. And that type of land, you win. You win. How many want to win? Win, win, win. Do you want to stand for elections and lose? Do you want to play and lose? You know, one of the reasons why I stopped watching soccer was the experience of defeat. It was too painful. Do you understand? And two matches had that effect on me. One was World Cup when England was playing with Cameroon. When Roger Miller was playing many years ago. Do you remember that? It was quarterfinals or semifinals or some quarterfinals. Yeah. And they went, and I mean, we should, they, should, they should have won. And it was, I, was, I wasn't happy. After I, I noticed the depression was coming on, on my life. And then another one was when Ghana was playing with Cote d'Ivoire. Africa Cup. We were playing penalties. And that time, it was January. You know, Africa Cup, they played in January. We were doing 21-day fasting. 
So we're using the fasting to watch that match. Ah, no, 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 no. And we played the penalties. All the players played the penalty, including the goalkeepers. 11 of them. Before they continued, 12, 13 before. Even when they scored us, we didn't know. We were just watching. We were just quietly watching. Myself, Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie, our wives, we were all sitting there. We were fasting. We were watching a thing. Sunday. After that, I said, no, Lord. And then the latest was this World Cup as a match. And uh, what did they I said, no, 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 no. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too painful to lose. It's too painful. It's so painful that you don't want to know about it. Yeah. Too, too much. It was like something if terrible has happened for some days. It took a long time. I, I cannot even imagine. Are you there? Yeah. See, but God is taking you to a land where your enemies will surely be defeated. May you have the upper hand, the superior hand in every battle. In Jesus' name. Amen. God will give you a Ronaldo to come and play for you. Hey. A mercy. Number eight, a land which is a blessing and not a curse. Amen. Wow. Your life will be a blessing. Everything about your life will be a blessing. Amen. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing. Oh, Father, thank you. Or a blessing. Not a curse. Never take a job that will lead to your death. In Jesus name. You are delivered from that job. In Jesus name. Number nine. A land where you will be an owner. And not a renter. And a borrower. In this land that God is leading you, you will own things. Receive it in Jesus' name. Hey, look at the room you are sleeping in today. Look at the toilet that are smelling like that. And the toilet is smelling with somebody something that is waiting. It is lining the whole place is atmospherically set. Is it not true? Yeah. Somebody was there before you came. He has scattered the place and you've also come. Mercy. But God is going to give you your own. You'll be surprised. Receive ownership, grace. Amen. The first time I owned a house, I realized that God had really blessed me. Yes. I realized I was really blessed to own a house. Yeah. I've never rented a house before. Yeah. Never, I've never rented. Yeah. Imagine that. All my life I've never rented. I've never rented somebody's room before. Yeah. God blessed me to be in my own house. I was 20 something years old. Yeah, and I, I, I was in my own house. 
Whether there were windows or not, it was my house. And there were no windows, but it was my house. There is something about your own house that is different from somebody's house. Receive that blessing right now in Jesus' name. It, it will happen practically. You can write it down. Characteristic of the land that God is giving to you. Yeah. Recently, one of my pastors, I think in the north at the border, he sent me a picture of a house that is building in the north. A young boy, young boy. I was amazed. Building his own house. Up there. Right at, have you seen that house? Right at the border. Right at the border. Right in the desert. But he believed the thing and God is giving him that ownership anointing and grace to own things. He's building it there. That will be your story as you go forward in the land in the name of Jesus. But don't go and get any child. My child, your child, our child. And finally, a land where things are done because it is the word of God. In that land in Deuteronomy chapter 12, Verse 12, all right, it says, And you shall observe to do all the commandments of the Lord in that land. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the land that God is bringing you. Amen. All right, you are not just going to do anything. All right, you are going to possess the land and do all that the Lord is asking you to do. Amen. In that land. So what is the first characteristic of the land? Number one. How many want to be um, in a land where God's word is obeyed? Hallelujah. You want to be in a land where God's word is obeyed. Amen. Alright. Now, what is the first characteristic of the land that God is giving, that you are going to possess? Milk and honey. Are you expecting some Milky Way? What is your favorite chocolate, chocolate from today? Milky Way and what? Honey Way chocolate. Anybody who finds Honey Way chocolate, bring me some. I, I know Milky Way, but I have not seen Honey Way. Is there a Honey Way chocolate? Yeah, but maybe somebody will invent it. If you want to make a chocolate factory, you can make honey way uh, chocolate. Milky way, honey way. Expect to be rich. Did, 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 did you hear me? How many have never given $100 as an offering before? Raise your hand. You have prayed for $100, but you've never given $100 as an offering. Raise your hand. Receive it. Soon it will happen. God is going to honor you very soon. You see yourself. Giving hundred dollars. Say, is it me? Me? Bam! Giving offering hundred dollars. Something is happening in the world. Something powerful is happening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Number two. Not like the world. How are you going to get your? It's not like Egypt, isn't it? How are you going to get your your husband? Are you going to smooch your way through? No, no, no. We don't need that. Brothers, do you need any car keys to get any? No. I didn't get my beloved by, by spending money. I never bought anything for her. Hey. Uh, beloved, this was so cheap for me. 
It was, it was not an expensive thing. So one time I met some brothers and they were saying, you know, the girls that have come today, you cannot, they were not married. They are older. They were all getting to 40. They were not married. I said, it's too expensive. I said, oh, what expenses? By virtue of the ointment, the virgins do love thee. That's what you need. It's not like Egypt. We don't use money. Because real love is never based on money. What about if my money is finished? What about if we don't have enough money in our lives and we don't have enough money? Are you, you, know, are you still to stop loving me? To buy you a dress, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, send you this, send you money, give you this, give you that. I mean, what about if it dries up? It's not a good way of relating. Yeah. You see, do I, do I give you money? Do you give me money? If after church I saw, see me please, and I see, meet you outside the place, I really need 40 CDs. If you can give me 40 CDs, then you too, I said, need 50 CDs. And you too, I need 30 CDs. Our relationship will get spoiled. Everything will change. So stop that money relationship. That's from Egypt. Good relations are not based on money. Thank God we need money, but don't let your relationship depend on money. This is not Egypt. Number three. Hills and valleys. How many have seen some few valleys and some hills? Number four. It depends and drinks. Write it that way. Drinks from heaven. It drinks from heaven. Number five. God cares. God going to care for you, my dear. Rosina. God going to care for you. He will. You sing that song. God will take on your wedding day. You will let somebody. Can you, you call one of the staff. Can you sing, God will take care of me. Hey, shh. They will sing, say, God has taken care of me. Look at me. In my white dress, I'm moving down the aisle. Taking one step, one step, one step. Yeah. And look at my husband. It's not an easy husband. And you'll be able to sing, God has taken care of me. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Right from this very church, you'll see that it will happen practically. One by one by one by one, you'll be possessing the land. you see. Happening practically, practically. Number six. Blessings of the season. When the season comes, there will be a blessing of that particular season. When you are an old man, God will give you a nurse to look after you. Not an angry nurse. <laughs> Number seven. How many want an angry nurse to look after you? Ish. Jesus. Somebody who whip you. <laughs> Number eight. Enemies are defeated. Number nine. Or oh, number eight. Number eight. A land which is a blessing. Number nine. An owner. A car owner. House owner. Husband owner. Wife owner. You can say to your wife, enter the room now. Because you are an owner. What a blessing. Some of you have been watching pornography. Things that don't belong to you. Yes, things that don't belong. You are hungry. You are a hungry man. You have no ownership. That's why all these things are coming to you. You are going on the internet to look at 
blackmama.com. Don't go and look for it too. I don't know if it exists, but it does it exist. Hey, please don't. I'm sorry for giving you such a. Don't look for such things. It is for Egypt. Egyptians are those who are. Ask your neighbor, are you an Egyptian, by the way? Are you a spiritual Egyptian? What type of person am I sitting by this morning? Are you an Egyptian? And what's the next one? The last one. Things are done according to the word of God. Stand to your feet, everybody. How to possess the land. God willing, as we continue next week, we are going to... Who is this gentleman? Who are you, please? Who are you? Are you part of us? He's part of us. Ah, you're on the team. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were from somewhere else. Lift your hand and just thank God for a wonderful land that he's giving to us. He's taking you out of Egypt, out of Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's control, and he's bringing you into the beautiful and wonderful promised land. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful gift you've given to us. We praise you and we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, we ask you to bless us, encourage us, help us to do your will and to serve you. Thank you Lord, in Jesus name. Lift your hand and thank God for a a land, I mean this is the plan God has for you. A place, you are going to be now in a place where things are done according to the word of God. A place that is a blessing, a place with hills and valleys, a place that his, his is flowing with milk and with honey. A place that is not like Egypt. A place that God has determined and planned for you. He loves you. He planned for you. He has a blessing for you. Father, thank you. You've done it, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Mandel Meremilum Melende Perelima Namanda Shembelekete. Glombere sembrigilo sambradili mamblek blesistosto. Talandere medilo shempereke tesele bereshumbele simbala mamandala. Amarambala mana shandala mamandala baba. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you want to give your life to God. I don't know, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. But you want to be born again today. Lord, I want to give my life to you. Help me. Help me to know you. Help me to serve you. I want to follow you, Jesus. If you are here like that, Pastor, pray with me. I want from today, I want to be a new person. I want to come out of the hands of Pharaoh. Come out of Egypt and serve God. I want to follow Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up just your right hand where you are standing. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Just your right hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to, to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ this morning. Then lift your right hand. Lift it up high. Thank you. I see your hand. 
Lift it up high. I see your hand. I see your hand. Don't think about anybody. Think only about yourself. About how whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. And lift up your hand so that I can see and I can pray with you. God bless you. If you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Just walk from where you are standing and come right here. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Come all the way. Amen. Come, come quickly. Come on. Come, my friend. Stand here. What's your name? What's your name? Everybody lift your hand. is giving his life to Jesus this morning. Say after me, my brother, and all of you join. Close your eyes. When I, what I pray, then you pray. Say, Lord Jesus, today is my day. I give my life to you. Please forgive me for my sins. I know that I am a sinner. But today, I humble myself and I give my life to Jesus Christ. Lord, please wash away all my sins. Make me a new person from today. Cleanse me. I love you, Jesus. From today, I belong to you. I will follow you. And I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, from today, from today, I am born again. I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this great blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.